customers talk to you with their wallet, but uh, what the fuck are they trying to say? These secret messages hold the key to how you can double or triple your income this year. And all you have to do is follow the roadmap customers already made for you. Let's figure out what secret messages are lurking in your shop, just waiting patiently, ready to get you results. It's all happening in today's episode. Welcome to Unfocuspreneur, the show where we talk no bullshit strategies to catapult your online shop and help you quit that mediocre day job. My name is Jenny and I just surpassed a million dollars in sales with my own product-based business. To celebrate, I'm here to help you grow your online shop by focusing on big picture strategy that matters for nonstop sales you can rely on. Today, we're talking secret messages customers are leaving you with their wallet. But what are they trying to say? And uh, how the hell are you supposed to decode these messages? Whenever I give sellers shop critiques, I look at a lot of things. But by far the place where I find clear, obvious messages from customers is when I look at past sales. So these messages may not be clear to you. It might seem like different items are selling at different times and you have no idea why. Maybe you sold a bunch of cards last month and you sold a bit of everything this month. Um, how is that a secret message? Well, kids, before we gather around for a story, let's start with something that will hopefully blow your mind. You're probably looking at your sales, wondering why are these items selling while others don't? And uh, what am I supposed to do with this information? When you wonder why certain items are selling, you're asking the wrong question. When you're trying to decode what these secret customer messages mean, the only thing that matters is what. Specifically, what are customers buying? So many sellers get tied up in the why, asking the question of why are people buying? and How can I capitalize on what they want? These sellers are looking for patterns that aren't there. The why behind people buying things is specific to them. And uh, you're never going to completely know the answer to this question because you can't read minds. So don't even waste your time asking it. Just do the simple thing. Ask what is selling. Did you sell five seasonal items last month or 10 of a certain color, size, or theme? Did you sell mostly notebooks even though your shop is not mostly notebooks? All right, that all too specific example leads me to today's story time. Last month, I gave a shop critique to a seller whose shop was full of art prints. Basically, she was trying to sell what she saw the most of online. You know, we all look on Etsy and we're like, oh, I'm a graphic designer, I can do art prints. They look like they're selling. There's so many on Etsy. There are so many shops with tons of reviews. I can do this, right? Everybody thinks this. But when we looked at her sales, there was a really clear pattern. She had just seven notebooks in her shop. The rest was art prints. And in the last six months, six notebooks had sold. Interestingly, she hadn't sold anywhere near six art prints. Now, this is a clear customer message. Customers wanted her notebooks and they weren't really very interested in buying the art prints. She needs to be a notebook shop, not an art print shop. And that's because notebooks are the what that customers want from her. And uh, they made it pretty clear with their wallets. We can dive even deeper than that. In this case, we looked at which notebooks were selling best and realized that it was her notebooks with the title manifestation notebooks. Now these were blank notebooks. There was nothing crazy or hyper-specific going on here. She didn't have special layouts or exercises guiding people through a manifestation process. The seller was simply calling her notebooks manifestation notebooks. She was suggesting a use for her product to the buyer. A manifestation notebook is hella more specific than an art print. <laughs> and even though her shop was literally filled with art prints and just seven measly notebooks buried somewhere inside all those art prints, 
those notebooks were still outselling the art prints. Her customers obviously really want notebooks, but more than that, they want notebooks that serve a specific purpose and help them achieve a goal. So this is the thing with people who go, hey, I see everybody selling art prints and I'm a graphic designer, so I'm gonna do the same. You don't know who you're selling to in that case. You're literally just out there like, oh, I'm gonna make money off a skill I already have. Well, guess what? Unless you understand exactly who is buying art prints, why they're buying art prints, where they're putting them, and why they go on Etsy and like what they are specifically looking for that they can't find at say Target, which they clearly probably also shop at, then you have no right selling art prints. You have to know these things in order to sell to somebody. And this is why our seller's manifestation notebooks were working really well. She uses blank notebooks for manifestation purposes. So she was creating beautiful sort of celestial covers that were kind of inspiring, but still very modern. You can't go to like a bookstore or Target and just walk in and buy a design like this. She was using her art print designs on these notebooks. And then when she called them manifestation notebooks, which is an audience she understands because she herself is a part of that community, um, suddenly they did really well. Now here's the thing, I think if our seller had just put, you know, like art prints and notebooks and whatever else you can put a graphic design on in her shop without being this specific, I don't think she would have seen this pattern. And I don't think she would have done as well with her notebooks. It's the fact that she knew her audience and what they wanted and what they were looking for. She understood the market and what was and wasn't out there. And she was trying to fill a hole with her own designs. That is what we do when we're trying to sell something. So don't go, oh, I'm a graphic designer. I'm going to sell art prints. Oh my God, everybody sells art prints. Look at how much money they're making. I'm going to be rich. Okay, that's not a thing. That doesn't happen. You don't just like pop into an industry with graphic design, no matter how amazing you are, and just instantly start making money. Any art print seller will tell you it is super difficult. But one of the things I have seen that works really well is people who are like, oh, you know what? There are no good art prints for kitchens or bathrooms of people who have sarcastic sensibilities. All there are is like, oh, happy home, beautiful kitchen, live, laugh, love. I don't want that. I don't want that in my kitchen and I know my friends don't want it. So I'm going to sell something really specific to put in your kitchen, which is really hard to decorate or to put in your bathroom, pick a room, not both <laughs> and sell to that person. This is why my shop did well when it sold art prints. I was selling to a specific person in a niche that at the time was not being filled. People who didn't want live, laugh, love or Instagram quotes all over their house. So think about who you're selling to before you actually get on and try to do this. Now, oftentimes, if you look at the sales in your own shop and you look at your history of sales, you might see a pattern that one of your best selling items, besides what it is, which is what we're focusing on in this episode, what sells, make more of that. Don't ask why. But also, is that item hyper specific? Do people know exactly what it's being used for? Maybe you have a Valentine's Day card that is really sarcastic and it just keeps getting bought and it's getting bought for anniversaries even though it's not Valentine's Day and everybody's just buying this one card. It's hyper specific. People want it. It's matching what they're looking for. They can't find it in the way that you made it anywhere else. So look, there are a lot of secret messages that I see customers leaving with their wallets. So here are some common ones that I see. If you don't have this sort of obvious pattern like our seller does where she has a shop full of art prints and all that's selling are her very specific manifestation notebooks, you might not have that. That's okay. Here are some common secret messages I see customers leaving and here's how we would capitalize them. Look for these kind of indications in your shop. One, and this is the one I see really often, seasonal items are selling really well. 
sometimes they sell off season, but in general, you'll get this like flush of certain items that do really well during certain times of the year. And this is because people can't find what you're selling anywhere else and they wanna celebrate that particular season or holiday or whatever. So use that to make as many seasonal items as possible. Seasonal things are so popular on online markets because a lot of times we go into the big box stores and we're like, hey, um, I want to do this thing for the season. I want to celebrate, but maybe I don't want to have a full on party. Maybe I just want to do something in the backyard with the kids or whatever or, the fr- or my friends. And I want like a couple little pieces, but all the stores are assuming I'm going to spend a ton of money and have a big party. Like, and also all their decor is tacky and unusable and something I'm just going to wind up storing in my house. I don't want that. Think about these seasonal customers and how you can serve them better. Seasonal customers want to take part. They want to have reason to celebrate. They want to have reason to enjoy life, but they don't want that enjoyment to, you know, tax their life because it's expensive for no reason or it's something they have to store or it's absolutely ridiculous. A lot of seasonal items, honestly, that do well are things that people can make or do together things that allow them to participate in the season as a group. A great example is one of our sellers does these crochet popsicle covers for summer. It's like, you know, the stick popsicles that you can get in huge boxes during the summer. You just like pop them in the freezer and then the kids get like a popsicle pop of whatever color. They don't even ask for the flavor. They'll be like, I'm gonna need me some blue now. Yeah those she makes the little popsicle covers so it doesn't melt all over kids hands they have something to hold on to and she does them in like all kinds of fun you know characters and shapes that's a really fun seasonal item you can't get that anywhere else so seasonal items are something if you see sort of like a flush of purchases during a certain time of year and it's specific to an event like halloween or easter or school's out or whatever that kind of sign tells you that you need to be making specific seasonal items for every holiday, every season, try them out. Okay, the next thing I see is that customers want something really specific from you like our notebook seller. We already talked about this example in depth, but a lot of times you'll know that this is happening in your shop because basically you'll have like one or two items that just sell like crazy and everything else barely sells at all. Now, if that's the case for you, what you wanna do is see can I take this item and make more of it somehow? So I have a seller who made this beautiful Christmas card. It was like plaid background with a dog silhouette in the front. And it was like a Scotty dog. And that card was flying off the shelves. And she was like, I don't know how to make another similar one to this. It was like really specific. I made it as sort of an offshoot. I didn't even think it would do well. And we went, well, there's a couple things you could do with an item like that. Number one, you could change the plaid colors so that people have options. Number two, instead of having a Scotty dog as a silhouette, why not do all different breeds of dogs? You know, everybody has different dogs and they want their dog represented in their holiday cards. Clearly, that's why they were buying them. So she did that and they just absolutely took off just by changing the dog breed, right? So she was basically modifying one tiny thing to suit that specific customer. Okay, the next thing that we see in the shop that's like a really good secret message, if you're looking through your sales and you're seeing that your personalized or custom items are really popping off, that's a sign that people really want that from you. A lot of sellers run into problems here because they're like, well, personalization takes me time and it's really problematic for me to be making 20 of these in a day because I can't do it. If that's you, you're probably not charging enough for your item, honestly. You need to charge more for personalization so it's worth your while. 
but there are a lot of ways that you can make personalization work and make it less complicated for you. If you can pre-make an item except for the personalized part, that really helps. If you can print on demand an item, you can personalize every single one. And you know what? You can make items simpler and personalized. You don't have to do everything under the sun. They don't need to pick the color, the font, you know, the name, the date, the everything. Just one thing. You just give them one option. You can pick a name in this font, that's it. <laughs> Like those sell like crazy. Don't make it so complicated. Personalized items work really well. And a lot of times, if that's what's working for you, you just need to find a way to make it more efficient for you as the buyer if you want to do really well. Make simpler products. Make products that are personalized, that are easy for you to make. Use print on demand. Find these hacks that work for you. The next thing we see a lot is that if you have an item that's a trendy color, shape, theme, or design, and you're seeing that one sell over and over, just apply that trend to your other products and make new trending versions, right? So if you've noticed that like all of your burnt orange things are flying off the shelves, make more burnt orange things. Simple as that. Now, the thing that people really have trouble with is when you have items with a certain reference, phrase, or maybe celebrity on it that's outselling all the others. Oof, it's hard to figure out what to do with that because it's like, well, you've tried other phrases or references that are similar and it's just not working as well. A lot of times the simple answer is just to make more items using that exact phrase. So if you have a mug, maybe you wanna think about making a tea towel or a t-shirt or something like that. Like capitalize on that phrase. Think about who is buying that phrase and why and figure out what other phrases they're buying as well. Those are definitely things that can help you out. If your reference is like to a TV show or something, obviously not copyrighted, you've done your own version, then use other things from that TV show. Try to stick within that realm so that you can attract people to more of your items. So look, today's podcast episode revealed one of my favorite big picture strategies for making more sales. Look at what customers are buying. Don't bother to ask why yet. Just make more of what is selling. If you're seeing clear signals from customers that they like something, either because they're buying it from you or because it's getting lots of engagement, that is customers literally telling you exactly what they want. People don't buy from you because you create nice things. They buy from you because you have things they want. And that's literally the only reason people pull out their wallets. Selling online isn't rocket science. It's just giving people what they want. Now go forth and make things that make your customers happy. If you want to get free advice about your shop, then join the Focus Hive community. You can get feedback from high income creators like you and my team of three shop coaches. All you have to do is go to ufphub.com to get started. That's ufphub.com. See you soon.